In this episode of One to One, I caught up with Christine Chin, VP of Global Customer Experience at Twilio. We talked about her take on the state of CX and enterprise and the framework she uses when leading and developing a CX strategy. For those who don't know, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about uh, your background, Twilio's background, and your journey as a CX leader. You bet. Um, So first, Scott, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, My name is Christine Chin, and I lead up the customer experience function at Twilio. Um, I have responsibility over the global uh, customer experience, which really means the end-to-end customer experience. What happens um, when a customer wakes up in the morning and says um, they need communications? And that whole customer journey starts from the time that might, they might wake up and uh, decide that they need comms, um, discover Twilio, try Twilio, start engaging with us in development, and then um, build their app and be wildly successful. So um, that's a, a pretty extensive uh, customer journey. Um, but we like to look at things from the outside in as a way to develop our, um, our features, um, products and services and, and our partnerships. That, that's cool. So talk to me about your journey to getting to Twilio. You have a wealth of experience, you know, focused on CX. How did you, how did you come to be at, at Twilio? As you might know, Customer experience didn't exist uh, about five or six years ago. It's um, it's a fairly new uh, discipline, and the the background that it takes is is someone with a um, a an understanding of customers, a willingness to dig into products, a willingness to dig into services, and have lots of cross-functional uh, discussions. So uh, I came at it from the uh, product side. A, I spent 12 years at, at eBay, um, including uh, first beginning as a product manager for our um, highest volume sellers and then moving on to focus on specific verticals. And in particular, um, Mo- eBay Motors was uh, the area where I built my specialty. So it's focused on um, how, do, how does eBay best help buyers um, of auto parts and passenger vehicles uh, find what they're looking for? And in, in working on that, I really had to think a lot about what is it that the customers need um, why do they need? Why do they seek it from eBay in particular? And then finally, how do we deliver it to them in an automated way? And and the, that practice um, helped launch um, an entirely new way of buying um, on the eBay Motors platform. Um, and so that was some of the th- the structure thinking that and initially then helped me um, take those skills and move it into um, an e-commerce marketplace for real estate called 10X, where I uh, started up a customer experience team to analyze the outside in and then do a lot of internal um, people process and infrastructure changes. And so... Naturally, then it makes sense when uh, I got the call from Twilio uh, to come over and start up uh, a team focused on the outside in um, and how do we look at at telecom and and delivering it to our customers. That's a pretty cool journey in terms of, you know, where you started, where you are now. They all, all the different roles are very closely linked in terms of getting to this point of 
of leading customer experience at Twilio. Um, so let's start with the basics in your own words. What is customer experience? Um, well, it's, it's actually the, so there's a lot of discussion about that. I mean, it's a really good question um, <laughs> <Don't do it. laughs> because customer experience is everything and nothing in the sense that um, it touches um, all components of how a customer perceives the interaction with a company. And um, many times that customer experience is built on top of um, interactions with the people, with the processes and systems, as well as the features itself that the company is delivering. So we've got to take a holistic view and um, customer experience is the perception of the holistic experience that a customer has uh, with a company. You know, when you speak about how you speak about customer experience, it really becomes that bow tie between product and sales and, you know, your success teams really make sure that, that you're delivering what customers expect. Is that, is that a fair wrap up? Yes, that's absolutely true. And um, I think it's really, really important for um, customer success um, to have that holistic view, um, especially given that customers expect a lot more. Um, we have as a as a as a general expectation, you know, now that that there are better and better, more integrated uh, consumer related apps and consumer related um, experiences like uh, think Airbnb, think Uber, think Lyft, um, where literally you can start your experience on a mobile app and it follows you all the way through to the completion. Um, we as as uh, service providers and product providers need to think from that perspective. And so it's not sufficient enough to say um, our, our product is, is great um, if support is terrible uh, or if the interim, interim uh, communications um, about when a customer is going to expect delivery of a particular item um, it's about managing expectations through the entire multi-layered customer experience. So it's absolutely important for anyone who's considering um, how their company is facing their end customers to think about that multi-layered um, services, product, um, and and technical background. That's a that's a great summary. And so when you think of, you know in this world of enterprise, uh, for a lot of our listeners who aren't kind of in this world of enterprise, can you paint a picture of what great CX looks like um, at that size of a company and what makes it uniquely challenging, which, you know, based on your background, me working in large enterprise for a lot of, a lot of years, there's unique challenges when it comes to that enterprise and, and customer experience. You bet. Well, um, I think for enterprise, um, there's a lot of there's a lot more complexity. Um, when Twilio works with our enterprise customers, they have um, everything from uh, a lot of internal processes that they need to think through, um, but also they may have different global divisions. They may have uh, different ecosystems, which include um, resellers and partners and in order to deliver a strong customer experience, they're going to need to think about how they bring along all these different uh, teams 
that um, ultimately create that end customer experience. And so um, how, how do systems connect those uh, so that there is a, a, a very prompt, clear response, the customer, um, the end customer feels like they are uh, well identified and that they don't have to repeat their information um, as they go from handoff to handoff. So creating a seamless face to the customer is challenging because the, the enterprises have um, much more complex um, organizations behind them. For sure. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. Just the amount of kind of steps that have to be taken in order to ensure that, that the right decision is made. I know even from our end, you know, being a more of a scale up versus large enterprise, but selling into the enterprise space, what we think should only take a few weeks ends up taking months just to get through the right approval processes, uh, including budget. And then also really what, what are those minute details to, to enable ultimate customer experience? So whether it's sweeping procedural changes or embracing new tech, you know, looking at the last 10 months, we're living in this once in a generation opportunity for CX innovation. I think, you know, some of at staff, at least some of our biggest customer deals happened in the first three, four months of this, this weird phenomenon at the start of the year, um, because there was such rapid growth and rapid change and focus on different ways of driving CX. Um, how, how would you describe the current state of CX enterprise, you know, just observationally, and then also at Twilio? Um, well, to your point about uh, the last few months, you know, I think COVID has accelerated the um, the need for a digital transformation. Um, no doubt, there are uh, you know companies that were contemplating many of these changes before, but now uh, really once they hit March, April we're in a mad scramble to figure out how do I um, support a remote workforce? How, how do I make sure that I continue to uh, communicate with my customers when they can't go into a retail store or they can't see um, the mass, they won't see as much mass uh, advertising as in the past. So how do I reach the customers um, on the, um, on a proactive way and also how, how do I coordinate internally? So there's a ton of uh, acceleration that's come uh, in the last nine months. There's, there's lots of benefits to this uh, new way of doing, um, of presenting uh, a strong customer experience to my end customers. And um, so then, therefore, what are the important components of a, um, a backbone that I can then build on top of going forward? So this is a, uh, this is a very, almost product perspective, because um, when I think of customer experience, there's really uh, four levers. The first one is, do you have the right data to identify what the problem is? The second one is um, people, do we have the, um, do we, can we coordinate people quickly? And then it's process, and then the last one is infrastructure or, um, or product dev. So uh, when, when we look at, at now what's going to happen uh, going forward, we're going to um, see enterprises looking at, at a heightened level of digitization and a higher level of expectation for being able to customize platforms so that it meets the needs of their business and it meets the needs of their business to differentiate itself from other competitors. Uh, and so I think that's the innovative thinking that's happening um, under the covers now that 
companies have remote <laughs> um, call centers and they have like the basics. Now they're thinking about how do I differentiate and how do I uh, build with great partners and great vendors. As providers, we need to be able to think about how to uh, meet the customers where they are and deliver a unified um, experience so that um, anytime a customer might call in a different channel, we still know who they are and uh, their history, and they don't have to repeat that. So in that light, any any notable CX transformation stories from your customers that you can share with us? Um, yeah, you bet. Um, I'm really excited about Mercado Libre, which is one of our Latin American uh, customers. They um, went, their, their challenge was is that they were actually trying to reach, to expand, expand globally uh, to almost 20 different countries all at once. And um, what they found was they would normally have to set up relationships with uh, carriers in 20 different countries um, in order to uh, enable their call center um, capabilities and enable um, a personalized treatment um, of their inbound customers um, who are consumers. And what they found was if they used Twilio, um, not only could they actually reach all those customers with a develop once and get access to uh, communications in, in all these different countries that they, they needed, where they needed it. But also they could integrate the systems um, directly into their website. And so that was really compelling because a customer could be on the website looking at something and be able to click to call uh, to see, to, to be able to reach a, a customer support person and ask questions about um, an item that they were interested in buying. And so that narrowing the space between where a customer has a challenge and, and how we deliver the answer uh, was a big win. Mercado Libre saw their MPS go up uh, significantly. And in fact, they were named one of the top um, uh, brands in Latin America as a result. So Christine, before we move on to CX leadership, what, what are you most excited about as a, as a CX leader at Twilio? I'm, I'm really excited about the fact that uh, Twilio is really focusing on how do we help our customers personalize the experience um, for, their, for their end users. Um, it's in, an, in a world where we um, are seeing increasing competition uh, for customer loyalty, it's really important to know uh, who's calling you. Um, and are they a large customer, a small customer? What kinds of products are they using? And be able to reply appropriately without having that customer repeat again and again and again. Um, so it is imperative that the Twilio platform um, be able to take that customization um, and, uh, and turn around and, and support the um, our enterprise customers through our API products, through our software products, and through our services. And that's what I'm super excited about seeing over the over the coming 12 months. That's awesome. That's great to hear. So whether it's Twilio or eBay or 10X, how do you approach your work as a CX leader? Uh, <laughs> that's a very broad question. I apologize, but I think it's it's worthwhile for a lot of people wanting to figure out if there's, if there's a career in CX. Yes. Well, uh, 
So I look at, at CX, first of all, as core, the, the really important thing is you have to be curious and you have to be um, a problem solver because a lot of times customer experience is so broad that um, without a focus on what are the top one to two or three things that are um, preventing a customer from becoming successful or scaling faster, um, you get lost. And so it's gonna be really, really important, first of all, to find what is the right problem to solve? And I use a framework um, that has uh, often been talked about, which is um, what is the job to be done? So what is it, what exactly is it that your um, particular end customer is coming to you to solve? And it's usually not, um, I need an SMS message. They're usually trying to actually uh, solve something like get a food delivery or buy a car or look into, you know, uh, get confirmation that their real estate mortgage um, has been approved. So what is that bigger purpose that uh, your end customers are trying to do? Um, so that's the jobs to be done framework. The second one is uh, thinking about a customer journey. So from the moment that a customer starts working with you, how um, do they go, what are the things that they're trying to, to do? And you can literally cut that into specific phases. So it might be trying to learn about this, uh, the service, then trying to um, get registered and activate. Then it might be trying to then use the service on an ongoing basis and then finally discovering how to grow. So there may be some very distinct uh, customer journey phases and it's really important to define those for your business and to then uh, identify which one of those phases to go after first and what are the big issues inside that. That's great advice. And I think, you know, that's, that's sometimes the biggest struggle is really understanding where a customer is in their journey with, with your company and your product. You know, you've scaled out a, a handful of, of CX functions at different companies. In your opinion, what strategic imperatives are necessary to see any measurable return on, on your efforts? Um, really important is that you have clarity of, um, of the problem. I think the world is, uh, is, is littered, littered with um, projects that, you know, solve the wrong problem. Um, a lot of times the, uh, the issue is not, say, automating more data. It's actually trying to figure out, well, what was the customer trying to do? And, or what would the ideal customer experience be? And how do we get there? Um, so the answer might not be, you know, automating a, a little piece of data in one area. The actual problem might be, oh my gosh, the root cause was somewhere way up at the front of the customer journey. And we've got to actually keep pulling the steel thread till we figure out where that where that root cause is, because only then will we actually be able to stop the bleeding, if you will, uh, or and or delight the customer um, in a way that that um, is strong enough for a differentiation point for um, for the company. So um, I think it's it's being well. My team will actually say that uh, delightfully persistent 
is a really important quality for customer experience uh, team members. And um, I think it's, it's related to that. You've got to be able to pull the, uh, find, pull the data back until you actually find the root cause and don't stop until you get there. Um, that requires a bit of struggle because there are probably, for the biggest issues, um, it requires talking to a lot of different functional teams. Uh, the easiest problems are solved inside your own team because you can just move around some resources. The toughest problems are ones that require uh, going up and across sea levels um, to, to get help and to get um, uh, the appropriate focus and systems and process changes. And so uh, that persistence is, is key um, because if you solve the wrong problem, then, then basically it's just a Band-Aid. I love that delightful persistence, correct? Yes. Yeah. I, I love that statement. So, so I, that's what I tell people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect, especially dealing with problems and or challenges when you're trying to figure out where the, where the gaps are with customers. I think that's, that's bang on because you might not actually, A, your customer might not tell you exactly what the problem is right at the gates and B, might not have the data or the, the full context to, to decide what, what the right course of action is. So I, I, I'm going to drive that with our head of success is it's all about delightful persistence. So yeah. um, I'll tell him you said so. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> the other component here is, is that you're absolutely spot on that oftentimes the customers cannot articulate what the problem is because they're, they're saying, I'm confused. For example, I'm confused with about the answer to a support ticket, but really it might be that that the framing for um, what the product was supposed to do was not correct or not correct or not thorough enough or, or not put in a, in a context that the customer could understand it. So literally that's the pulling the steel thread all the way back to, okay, so what did they not understand? Like, why are they frustrated? And so sometimes that requires um, a qualitative interview to learn that from, especially from enterprise customers, because there's a lot of parties involved in, in solving a problem. Um, and, and so that's where uh, being able to listen to the customer is really, really key. That's amazing. And sometimes it's even listening to different levels of the customer or having different levels on your own, within your own organization, having those conversations with customers. It's amazing. Sometimes the stuff I may glean from a conversation with one of our customers versus what a success manager gleans. The questions are the same, just what's being answered tends to be different sometimes based on who you're talking to. So that's, that's, that's great. And it's, it's a good tie into the last question of Twilio. It's a global company. You have offices and customers, you know, in almost every continent. How are you ensuring that the Twilio experience is consistent on that global scale? Um, I love this question because um, it sounds uh, embedded in that is, is an acknowledgement. This is hard. Um, <laughs> global, uh, not everything is, is, uh, the same in every country or in every region. Um, and, and so being able to have feet on the street in, um, in different regions and in country is key. Um, we have, uh, Jeff Imelt from GE on our board and I, I had the good fortune to, uh, to, to hear from him about how he thinks about international 
And one of the things he said is, you cannot actually um, be truly a global company until you have people in country that are telling you what that experience is. Um, you can try to legislate it from headquarters. Um, and you may get a chunk of it right, but to really tune it and to be really, really delightfully delighting the customer, you need to have feet on the street. And so a big part of this um, uh, creating a consistent Twilio experience on a global scale is all about making sure that we have people who are thinking about the customer in their, um, in their own region and are savvy about that experience um, with regard to the, the cultures and the expectations and the competitors in that particular region. Um, and, and that's actually uh, you know, how Twilio has realized that we, need to, we can deliver a certain amount of platform, but then, then well, it's necessary absolutely necessary for success to make sure that those tweaks um, for in-country are there and that we deliver those to the customers and that um, we listen to those international customers uh, so that we can make sure that they um, are getting what they're expecting. It makes total sense. There's so many regional nuances, um, you know, and continental nuances that you, I think that's, that's great that you do really need those feet on the street to ensure that you really hear and understand what's going on in each country or market. Um, where last question I guess I have is where can our listeners find you if they want to connect? Oh, you bet. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, so feel free to uh, link to me or, or otherwise follow. Um, it's Kate, it's Christine Chin at Twilio. Thanks, Christine. This is a wealth of information. I'm definitely going to take away being delightfully persistent with customers to drive the ultimate customer experience and look forward to uh, interacting with you in the future. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. As always, thanks for tuning in. If you're a fan of One to One, be sure to give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Catch you next time.